What is happening everyone? You're very welcome along to another episode of the Fantasyland FPL podcast with myself Stephen Gilroy. If you don't already follow me on Twitter you can head on over and find me there at Fantasyland FPL. Coming up on the podcast today we've loads to get through. We're going to go through game week six. We're going to talk about game week seven and we're also going to talk about things like captaincy, transfers, who caught our eye in this game week and a few more bits as well. Champions League Fantasy is also in play as well. I'll speak a little bit about that at the end of the podcast because it seems to be uh, it seems to be going well. Anyways, um, I'm enjoying playing it, and uh, if you've any interest in playing it, or if you're playing it already and want to join another league, uh, there is a link to a Champions League mini league over on my Twitter page. Also, so before I get into it, I just want to cover something that's kind of broke over the last couple of days, or even since Saturday. So. It seems as if there has been some sort of, not a full-on cyber attack, but it's, it seems like hackers have managed to get into a lot of people's FPL accounts, uh, the, the official FPL account, and they've done things like, you know, delete squads, they've taken minus 100 in some cases, and people have went to log on to change their team or whatever, and they find that they, they, find they can't do so. So it looks as if there's been, you know, some sort of breach in security across uh, a lot of FPL accounts. I've just seen a break on Twitter since Saturday. A lot of people who had fairly, fairly decent ranks and, you know, probably had fairly, fairly good game weeks up until now. So they've found themselves in a position now where they can't get into their teams, they can't change their team and their team is essentially gone. So the one thing I would do this week is before anything else, before you do a transfer, before you consider your wildcard, go onto the FPL website, go on to your settings or whatever and change your change your password. You know, um, I've seen people tweet uh, about it already. And I put up a tweet this morning as well, just to remind people to maybe have a look and change their password. It is something, yeah, it'd be very, very frustrating if you, uh, you know, if you get to Saturday morning, Friday morning, Thursday morning, whenever you do your FPL bits and you find out that you just can't do anything at all because your team is essentially gone. So just something to think about. Uh, it's, it's funny also that, you know, the official Premier League uh, page or the Premier League themselves have not really come out and said anything to any of these people. So again, like a lot of people have, you know, been locked out of their accounts and there's not really been too much said at this moment in time. So they might come out in the next day or so and talk about it, but at the moment uh, there's a bit of radio silence. So hopefully they'll come out and say something soon. Let's chat a little about game week six, shall we? The good and the bad. It was a score of 54 points for myself, all out. No hits, no chips. And my overall rank is just inside uh, 1 million. I think I checked it on Sunday evening and it was 900k. But I think after the Brighton results and the fact I only had... I, I think I only had Sanchez in the Monday game and that probably brought it down a little bit. But yeah, overall rank in around the million. Look, I suppose there was things that went right, things that went wrong. I'll go through my full team in a second, but uh, let's just take a look at the results from game week six and uh, see how it went. Chelsea, Man City, the big game of the weekend. Man City were able to claim a 1-0 win in that one with Gabriel Jesus getting the goal. Cancelo getting himself assist. Cancelo probably a big uh, 
big man on our radar at the minute. Definitely going to be considering him in the next couple of weeks. Manchester United lost to Aston Villa 1-0 uh, with a Kanza goal. And with Bruno Fernandes missing the penalty in the last minute, it meant that United uh, now have uh, lost uh, two of their last three in all competitions. Everton and Norwich. Uh, Everton were able to get a 2-0 win there with uh, Luca Dean uh, on the score sheet. Uh, I know I know I've been saying for weeks now that uh, he's the biggest trap ever, uh, but I suppose against Norwich it can be considered that anybody is going to get an attack and return against the Canaries. So they uh, they look in big trouble, but um, yeah, good win for Everton. Leeds lost to West Ham 2-1, absolutely heartbreaking stuff. Uh, I was out on Saturday with a few of my mates and we were having a few beers and yeah, the game was on, Premier Sport. I thought we played okay in the first half, you know, Rafinha got himself a nice goal and I felt like we had, we definitely had chances to go 2-0 up. I know Click missed an absolute sitter either at the beginning of the second half or the end of the first and then obviously West Ham kicked into gear. Antonio, very lucky not to be sent off in that one. I know people might disagree with that, but yeah, he did put a hand in Leeds goalkeeper's face. But the man in question, Antonio, he is just doing it all the time. And uh, he got himself a goal at the end of that to condemn us to another defeat in the Premier League. But it's okay. I'm not getting worried just yet, even though a lot of people have been saying to me this week, oh, you worried, you worried. No, I'm not worried just yet. I think, go back to me at the end of October and uh, I might have a different point of view, but... Disappointing all the same. Leicester and Burnley played out a two-all draw. Jamie Faraday got uh, a hat-trick uh, of goals and one of them was an own goal. So, yeah, that's impressive in its own uh, in its own small uh, its own small right. Um, Watford and Newcastle drew one-all in that one. I think Saar got a goal for Watford and St. Maximan got an assist in that one for Newcastle. Brentford and Liverpool... Played out a three-all draw. Absolutely fantastic game on Saturday evening. Not really many returns for the likes of Trent. But Salah got himself a 16-pointer. Uh, or a seven-pointer, rather. Sorry. Uh, Jada got seven points as well. And it was a game that could have went any direction. And I thought at the end, when Tony had the ball in the back of the net, that that was that. And, you know, Brentford had turned Liverpool over. But fantastic game. Uh I'd say if you're watching it on Saturday evening, you were just screaming at the TV. No matter no matter who you were or who you support, it was a fantastic spectacle. Uh, then on Sunday, Wolves finally finally got themselves off the mark, and Raúl Jiménez, you gotta be you gotta be happy for him because after the horror injury that he had last year, and the you know the steps to trying to get back into some sort of form, gets himself a goal, and he could have had two goals, and he could have had an assist as well, actually. So, could have been a really, really productive day for Al Jimenez. But he still got himself an eight-pointer. And Wolves looked Wolves looked solid in that one. Um, with Marsal also getting a six-pointer in that game. Then, of course, the big North London derby later on that afternoon. Arsenal and Spurs. Look, I'm going to be honest. I was, I was out for a meal on Sunday. And the game was on in the background. And I knew, I knew I had Saka... On the bench for that one. And when I seen that he had scored. And that he had actually got an assist as well. And a clean sheet. I just. I was like yeah. That's you know what. That's absolutely classic. Classic uh, Sunday FPL fear. 
you know so that was uh that was pain but we'll talk about that later on and then the final game of the weekend was on monday night between Chris, crystal palace and uh brighton they played out a one-all draw neil mope getting the goal in that one for brighton after uh edward i think oh no sorry wilford zaha had scored a penalty for uh, palace so yeah that's the full that's the full rundown of the game week so game week six results and yeah a bit of a, a bit of a mixed bag to be honest points wise for myself i'll just go through some of the some of the good and the bad sanchez with a two pointer in goal i think he was on for a bonus point and then when he got booked i think that just kind of took it all away marsal with a six pointer at the back for wolves that was nice bertrand trent alexander arnold and livermento uh, all got one one and two respectively Rafinha with an eight pointer if he stayed on the pitch a little bit longer, if he hadn't, uh, if he hadn't been injured, then I think he might have got more. Jada got himself a seven pointer, and Salah beside him as well got a seven pointer. And then up front, Antonio with an eight pointer, and Jimenez also with eight points. And my captain Ronaldo Blanken in that one. Frustrating, yeah, but I feel like. I, I I feel like I'm not going to get rid of Ronaldo just yet. I'll, I'll speak about I'll speak about my conundrum with with Ronaldo versus some of the other big strikers uh, a bit later on in the podcast. But I think Ronaldo had the ball in his hand and Bruno took it off him. But I think Bruno is you know the the penalty taker for Manchester United. So you would imagine and any Manchester United United fans that I've spoke to over the last couple of. Uh, days have said that Ronaldo will probably end up taking the next penalty for United. So, yeah, look, that's another captaincy blank on my record for this season. But I'm not going to get too downhearted about it because I feel like I've done, you know, I've, I've, I've like Ronaldo on paper. You would imagine is a good captaincy pick against Aston Villa at home, just like this weekend they play Everton at home. Again, on paper, looks like a really good captaincy shout. But we'll just have to wait and see. Some of the game week fixtures, game week seven fixtures uh, coming up this week are Manchester United and Everton, Burnley, Norwich, Chelsea, Southampton, Leeds, Watford, Wolves, Newcastle, Brighton, Arsenal, uh, Palace and Leicester, Spurs and Aston Villa, West Ham and Brentford, and Liverpool and Manchester City. Uh, the big game on Sunday. So, who caught our eye in the game week? Well, I just. I'd written down a couple of bits on Monday when I had a chance to look back at some of the highlights. Um, and the first player that caught my eye, I suppose, well, he hasn't really caught my eye. He was always there, was Antonio. So, obviously, he's been suspended uh, and now he's back. And like I said a few moments ago, he's just doing it consistently. And it's a real, it's a real thing that, imagine if Antonio was a 12 million player or a 10 million player or 11 million player. His ownership would be so much higher. You know, he just is the standout striking option this season in that price bracket. And the fact that he was, you know, the starting price of, I think it was six points up the million. You know, he's only going to rise and rise and rise. If he keeps doing the business each and every single week, then he's going to be there, you know, in every in everybody's teams. Now, I do. I do have to say, like he was lucky to be on the pitch. Uh, you know, it was a you know a flailing arm, or you know, wasn't even an elbow. But um, he was very lucky. But I suppose the fact that he got the goal kind of 
you know, for a lot of people, was just the return that they wanted. And uh, it's good to see him back on the pitch again and in the goals. And uh, he's going to be going nowhere out of a lot of people's teams anyways. So, back Antonio back in the goals again. Happy enough. Saka and Smith row for Arsenal. So, Arsenal look like they've turned a little bit of a corner at the moment in terms of their form. So, really good performance against Spurs on Sunday. Spurs crumbled, like, really, really bad. And you would wonder where they go from here. But from an Arsenal point of view, you really get the feeling now that the likes of Saka, Smith-Rowe, Odegaard, and they've even got a Bamiyan back on side as well. He looks like he's really re-energised. He looked, he looked really, really up for it on Sunday against Spurs. So the two of them and Saka and Smith-Rowe will be back in my thoughts. Definitely caught the eye. Jamie Vardy is the next person, or next player rather, that I've caught my eye. To score a hat-trick and for one of them to be an own goal is impressive enough. But I I think Jamie Vardy now is starting to show a little bit of form for Leicester. So we, we can never count Jamie Vardy out completely. I always feel like against the smaller teams, he always has a thing that he could, you know, he can get a goal and assist at any given time. He's still a top, top Premier League striker. And we should never forget that because even with a 10 million price tag I've still seen him in a lot of squads so a lot of people still have a lot of faith in him I wouldn't be ready to go there just yet I don't think that I'm kind of in that frame of mind about bringing in you know another like premium striker but definitely in the future if Leicester if they pick up their form a little bit then uh, I would definitely be interested in Jamie Vardy Sar of Watford he's got a couple of goals in his last three games now so that's really going to interest people. Watford have a couple of nice fixtures. I know they play Leeds this week now. So again, as a Leeds fan, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna back Watford in that one. I'm gonna back Leeds 100 because we need the win. But if you uh, if you're a sit on the fence kind of FPL player, then you uh, might then you might consider him. Saint Maximan. I've been watching him with a little bit of interest over the last couple of weeks, and I feel like. He he would be a player that I love to bring into my squad, but I just don't know if I have the confidence yet to bring him in. If you get me, uh, and I don't feel like uh, it's the right time just yet. Again, it's all it's all form and fixture dependent. I'd rather Newcastle started, you know, picking up a couple of points and their fixtures looked good for a, a prolonged period of time. But he's definitely one to consider. Jimenez, if you don't already have him, I have him in my squad at the minute. Then. You know why not consider him for a one-week punt? I know a lot of people have wildcarded already, but there's still a lot of people that haven't. I kind of wish I still have my wildcard in my back pocket because I've opened up my team this morning and there is a couple of issues. I think the likes of Trent later on uh, will speak about. I think there's an issue with uh, with his uh, groin or something like that. He didn't travel to uh, Porto for the Champions League game last night so at the time of recording uh, he didn't travel last night um so we'll have to see but you know the likes of Jimenez would be probably a player that a lot of people would probably go for on a one week punt if you know I could be right I could be wrong I think he could have had so much more in that game against Southampton on Sunday he couldn't have an assist he could have had another goal and he just generally looks like he might have got a little bit of his confidence back again which is nice to see it's nice to see a player that was so consistent and so reliable last season uh you know do the business i think uh, one of my mates 
referred to him as the postman. And I said to him, well, why do you call him the postman? And he says, because he always delivers. There you go. Raul Jimenez has a new nickname, which is the postman. Take or leave it, folks. Um, Liverpool attack. Yeah, they're, they're probably the ones that, that caught my eye next. I I like, like Salah is in, Salah's in red hot form, you know, and he's 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 really an essential and he's a must have at the minute. I don't know. I like yeah. He plays Man City this weekend, but I don't feel like he's going to be going anywhere. The, the like the form he's in, he could score against absolutely anybody. So if you know a lot of people have him already, but then you know the likes of Firmino last night. I like this is this is a very late shout now, but he got two goals against Porto. Uh, in that game in the Champions League, now will he start against City? It's I don't know, pro- probably not. To be honest, I'd say probably Jada is probably your man once again. But that whole Liverpool attack look they 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 do look very fluid. They look very they look very compact, and I would be confident in going for most of them. But I have Jada at the minute, and I have Salah and Trent. I think Jada is the only one that would probably be on the the chopping block. At the minute, because I feel like he's, you know, he misses a lot of chances too. And I think just referring back to the Champions League game last night, I think he missed a couple of chances in that one as well. So he'll have to be someone I just kind of keep an eye on. Then finally, we have uh, Demary Gray and Decore of Everton. So Everton had a 2 0 win against uh, Norwich on Saturday, and Demary Gray got himself an assist in that one, and Decore. Got himself an attack and return, a goal. Yeah, I mean, with with Dominic Carvalhoen out, I think a lot of people are going for the different options in Everton's midfield, and I think that I think that's absolutely fine. I think Everton have good enough fixtures to uh, to to provide that. The likes of the likes of Decore, the likes of uh, Demary Gray, the likes of Townsend seems to be getting a few starts as well. So that's going to be fairly important. I think if you are going to go for Everton assets, like the likes of Richarlison, I know he's out at the minute, or I, I think he's back, or I'd have to, no, I'd have to check that up now. I don't know whether he's back or not. Uh, he was out injured in game week five. But I don't have any Everton attackers or defenders at the minute, and I'm probably not going to plan to have any of them anytime soon. Just, I don't know, I'm just happy enough with what I have in terms of my midfield options. I know I do have. Issues with the likes of Rafinha and Basuma. Uh, Rafinha being probably the, the player I'm going to start. And Basuma, my uh, ticking over player. Uh, my player that's going to get me two or three points over the course of the weekend. But we'll just have to wait and see. So that is... that's There's some of the players that have just caught my eye. I think over the course of the weekend. Um, I watched like I watched the whole Leeds game. Again, from a Leeds point of view, I thought we played okay. I thought we played you know well enough... At times, but someone said to me, "Yeah, it's already playing well, but you know you didn't take your chances in the end." And Click's chance—I don't know how how he managed to miss it, but he did. So I watched that game in full. And look, West Ham look really solid. They look really, you know, compact. And with Antonio up top, they'll always give themselves a chance, and they'll always back themselves and give themselves a chance as well. The likes of Ben Rama in that game against Leeds. He looked good, and to only come away with three points in the end was probably a little bit frustrating from his point of view. But again, 
I wouldn't be afraid of having someone like Ben Ram on your squad because he's like he's nailed on himself. Jared Bowen, Ben Rama, Antonio, they look nailed on in that West Ham team. And uh I thought they looked I thought they looked pretty good. I mean it it hurt me it hurt me to see Leeds lose, but West Ham looked looked okay and they always look dangerous. Then the likes of um I watched the United game too. Ronaldo didn't do an awful lot in that game against Aston Villa. He didn't have many shots. I, I think Mason Greenwood had the most shots uh, in the game. I think he had eight shots and something like six in the box or in around the box. So, you know, his numbers probably weren't fantastic in that game. And it'll probably be a case of... I'll probably run the record again with Ronaldo this weekend. I'll be happy enough to keep him. I was considering Lukaku, um, but... I think I'm just going to steer away from that idea and I'm going to stay with what I have at the minute because, let's be honest, as I said before, Ronaldo on paper, good fixture against Everton at home. It doesn't really get too much better than that. Let's chat a little bit about transfers. So I opened up my team this morning and I have a couple of issues in my squad. So Trent is flagged, Rafinha is flagged, and Basuma is also flagged. With Rafinha, I'm just going to wait for more information. I don't necessarily feel like I have to get rid of him yet. I am I'm a, I'm a pure advocate for waiting for the Friday press conferences just to see what happens. With Trent, I think I I actually think I've seen a tweet this morning. So recording this on Wednesday morning, uh, I think I've actually seen a tweet that was put up by Liverpool and Jurgen Klopp has has said that he is a major doubt for the City game. So I'll have to come up with a plan for that. So do I swap out Trent and bring in Antonio Rudiger? Probably not a bad option. Uh, and do we just stick with with who I have in midfield? I kind of like I have one free transfer. I, I never thought about rolling last week. I, you know, the, the the was I wanted to bring Antonio back in, and I'm glad I brought him back in because he has some okay fixtures. But now I'm left with the decision: Do I take a minus four and fix a couple of the issues in my squad, and then try and just deal on on one transfer or rolling for the next couple of weeks to try and get my two transfers back? So. I'm leaning towards more the idea of bringing in Rudiger and bringing in maybe uh, another um, midfielder. Now I'm not I'm not sure who that's going to be. It could be the likes it could be the likes of Sar, but I don't think it's going to be. I think I'm going to keep Rafinha. Yeah, I mean the likes of I think West Ham play Brentford this weekend. Could bring in Ben Rama. He'd be a he'd be a good replacement for for any of my midfielders. But again. I, I like I'm leaning towards taking a minus four, even though I don't really want to. I've only taken one minus four this year so far, and I would rather I'd rather just take one free transfer, but like honestly, it is Wednesday now. There's more information to come. Obvi- you know, we're gonna we're gonna hear more over the next couple of days about, you know, whether players are, are gonna be fit or not. But I just feel like I feel like I'm gonna bring in a Chelsea defender because I think everything points towards that. They, they've been so good in defence. And uh, I feel like the likes of Rudiger or Alonso are probably the two best options. The other thing I was considering doing was bringing in Lukaku. So I wanted to, I've always wanted to bring in... Like this was the fixture that I wanted to bring Lukaku in for, for Southampton. And from here on in, I plan on having him. Okay, so Ronaldo obviously has done really well. He's... 
you know, on paper, really good fixture against Everton. And I'm probably going to stick with that. I don't think that there's any immediate need for me to go out and buy Romelu Lukaku straight away. I'm going to stick with Ronaldo. If anything changes, I'm, you know, it'll be very, very late. It'll be really late. You know, and it'll be it'll be a real impulsive thing because I I I just I like that fixture so much. Chelsea v Southampton on Saturday. Give Lukaku the armband and see what happens. Now I've read a couple of things online. I've listened to a couple of different you know podcasts, and the worry for a lot of people is is that Chelsea midfield is not as creative as it possibly could be, and it is a good point because with the likes of Mount who's injured. Uh, the likes of Havertz, Havertz, he's not starting many games. Pulisic is not on the picture at all. You would imagine that, you know, Lukaku's points points tally would be hindered because of a lot of this, and that may be the case. So I think I, I think maybe I'll wait one more week and I'll I'll bring in Lukaku then. You know, so I'm I'm a, I'm a big fan of leaving Ronaldo in for one more week, giving him one more run. I may even give him the armband. But there's a lot of popular picks for the armband this week. The likes of yeah Ronaldo, the likes of um, Salah's not really in the mix this week. He plays Man City. The likes of Antonio, uh, the likes of uh, Chris Wood against Norwich if you wanted to go for something completely different. But I think I'm going to probably stick with the, stick with the straightforward one for myself. It's probably going to be uh, Ronaldo or Antonio probably going to be Ronaldo if I if I'm honest like because I just feel like I'll give him one more week and uh, he can definitely do something for me uh, going through this game week seven fixtures I suppose the ones that stand out the most are Burnley and Norwich Norwich in really really awful form at the minute you would back Burnley to do something in that one of the the new striker uh, Maxwell Cornet Cornet I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right now but he seems to be doing the business now. He seems to have fit in nicely in that Burnley team. And I think he adds a different dimension to that team as well, to that Burnley team. I think he's he's got a bit of pace, he's got a little bit of flair, and maybe that's a little bit of something that Burnley have been missing over the last couple of years, you know. So he'll definitely start in that one or he'll definitely play at some stage uh, against Norwich. Chelsea Southampton is another one I've looked at. Lukaku Havertz, if he shows any you know indication of starting, obviously we'll have to keep an eye on these Champions League games during the week. You know, for the likes of Liverpool, Chelsea, Manchester United, Man City, to try and read into who's going to start over the course of game week seven. I would fully expect Lukaku to start though, and he's a fair. He's going to be a fairly popular option against Southampton, Leeds and Watford. Again, people might say it's a bit of a throw up in a fifty fifty. Uh, it probably is, but if Rafinha is fit to play, then I would be fully confident that he'll probably get something out of that. Wolves against Newcastle. Jimenez would be full of confidence in that one. You would imagine that, again, it's going to be a fairly even contest, but there could be points returns on both sides. Uh, Brighton and Arsenal. Saka, Smithrow, Odegaard. Although, I would be wary of considering that Brighton is just a straightforward fixture because they seem to have a little bit of a battle-hardened thing about them at the moment and they seem to have really you know, dug their heels in and they're actually playing a bit of decent football went 1-0 down to a Zaha penalty on Monday night got themselves back into it and really looked 
and really I really look good at times. I, you know, it was a last minute equaliser, and that shows the real battling qualities of a side that are, you know, probably not going to be battling relegation. I think someone said to me during the week, sure, Brighton, Brighton are effectively safe. Well, I said, I said, there's no way they could be effectively safe now, but with the way that they're playing, they don't look like they're gonna be any bother. Of course, the of course the season is long, and uh, they may they may run into bother, but I think they'll be okay. I think Brighton are, are, are solid side. West Ham and Brentford is another one I've looked at again. Don't really want to back West Ham 100% against Brentford because Brentford they really really put it up to Liverpool last Saturday night. And yeah, like it could be another, it could be another mad game, but yeah, I I just I would have an inkling that West Ham will probably sneak that, and Antonio uh, will keep up his good scoring form. And uh, Manchester United and Everton is the first game on the Saturday. Again, like the the numbers were there for Manchester United last week. I think Greenwood had a lot of shots. Ronaldo didn't have as many shots, but I think Manchester United will want to send a message. To the rest of the league and the rest of the title change, you know, chase and pack, and say, you know, we're not going away. We're we're here. We're we're not going to give up. And I expect that Manchester United will get a result on Saturday in that one. So yeah, that is pretty much it, everybody. Um, that is my game week six review, and I've had a look at game week seven. We've had a little chat about captaincy and we've had a little chat about transfers also. So all that's left to do is wish you the very best of luck for game week seven. I'll be back next week with a full review of the game week. And uh, in the meantime, enjoy the rest of the Champions League games. Best of luck for game week seven and we'll see you soon.